All right. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Solutions by Amelia and the Business of Learning. We're talking to nurses and we're talking to business owners and we're talking to nurses who have businesses as well as people who support healthcare professionals and business in some way, because I really want there to be more of a sharing of best practices. More recently, I noticed all of the big boys and girls out there in the online space, they do collaborations, they leverage other people's networks. They are not doing anything by themselves. They're, they have a team of folks from their mastermind or their community or whatnot. And I've just noticed that so many of us small business owners, we're not yet collaborating in the same way simply because we don't know of the stuff that's around us. So I want to start to introduce different people who are doing different things. And we have a reintroduction. Actually, this is the first um, repeat interview that we've had at the Business of Nursing with somebody who shared a story some time ago, and they're coming back to share about how their short story has shifted and how they've moved into doing something else. And this repackaging your expertise, this is something that's common in the business world, something that was new to me. And who I have here is somebody who's actually done that in real life. This isn't theory. This isn't practical and pie in the sky idea. Um, this is actually something that has happened. So I'm going to introduce or tell you a little bit about um, our guest. So our guest started her business a while ago. Um, she shares that her enough is enough point was when she felt as though um, she had to choose between her career, um, her license and her job. But actually, I'm going to let our guest introduce herself. <laughs> hey there, Amelia. Thank you for having me. I am Victoria Randall. I'm a family nurse practitioner by trade, but I also um, started a business called the CNA Instructor Consultants, also known as the Secret Cocktail, and we help individuals and organizations alike start nurse aid training programs in all 50 states. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about the start of this journey. I kind of did a spoiler about <laughs> what made you start, you know, overall, like, you know, you talked about how, you know, with your last job, there was, you know, concern about your license, literally, but like, what made you start this portion of what you're doing now? So to your point, it's a multitude of things. In 2015, I started a nurse aid training program in the state of Georgia, and it took me almost two years to do that. And the process was really grueling. There was a lot of down points, and it, for lack of better words, it was hell. And so when I was all done and I finally got approved, I thought to myself, I cannot be the only one that feels this way in regards to the situation. I could not find very many resources to help me. And so it was my thought that maybe I could start providing those resources to others. So I, I kind of put it on the back burner and I didn't really move forward with it until I started having problems with my job. So um, to your point, I'm a family nurse practitioner and there was a few issues that were going on within the, the career path I had chosen that just made me feel like my license were at jeopardy. And with that being said, I just felt it probably was not best for me to continue with the organization. And I was kind of side hustling nurse aid training programs. So I decided why am I side hustling this? I could make this a full-time job. And with a leap of faith, I decided to leave my job. It was a six-figure paying job at that. My very first six-figure paying position. I left it back in October of 2018 and I have not looked back 
Um, this has been a really, really great experience and being able to utilize the expertise that I obtained while starting my own nurse aid training program and then using that to help others do the same. Awesome. 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 So tell me a little bit about the market that you serve because you really must have a passion for them. You really must love them because you left a six figure job for them. So tell me a little <laughs> bit more about like your, um, how your feelings about the audience that you serve. Um, what breaks your heart about, you know, what they're going through and the, related to the problem that you solve. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. So in getting to know your customer, you know, my personal pain points uh, may not be everyone else's. So as I kind of consulted and helped others, I still recognize that there was a similar underlying issue between all of us. And that was that we had a heart to educate. We have a heart to help. And for a lot of us who want to go into the education field, we feel that education really did a lot for us. And so we want to, you know, hand that down to the next and I found that to be a reoccurring theme in the people that I help. So not only that, but many of them want to be entrepreneurs. And I myself, like, I kind of always had this little bit of an entrepreneurship, if you will, bug, but I didn't know how to implement that bug. I didn't know how to go about it. And so I'm finding that to be the same with a lot of my clients. They want to start their own business. They don't even know where to start. And they want to start touching lives and helping people and introducing them to the world of healthcare. They know that part and they got it. but being a business owner, you know, is, is definitely foreign to them. So I love my space because it's like triple fold. I tell people, not only do I get to help nurses specifically, because that's usually who I work with a lot of nurses. I help nurses become entrepreneurs and I help them educate, you know, individuals to go out and then help others who need that assistance. And then as you and I both know, you know, the population is, is aging. The baby boomers are the large, well, they were the largest until the millennials. The millennials just beat them by a pinch, but they're in need of care. And so we're training individuals to help meet that need. So it's on a greater scale and it's, it's just triple fold and I'm excited about it. Awesome. 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 I can hear that in your voice. That's so cool. <laughs> so tell me about your you know what, actually, I'm going to throw something at you. This wasn't part of the script, but tell me about of the students that you've had. By now, um, you've had more than, I would say, would you say more than five or six, let's be conservative, students that have gone through your program, correct? You mean to start the nurse aid training program? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had more than that. Okay. So mm -hmm. of the more than five or six don't need specific numbers, what consistent patterns do you recognize among your most successful students? Because anytime a course has students, there's some students that will be super successful. They do all the things, they do all the work, and others, not so much. So what are the consistent patterns among winners, among people who seem to do very well with your program? The reoccurring thing that I see is definitely the desire, the desire to want and remembering their why. You know, so many people get into it and they, they tell me why they want to do it, but it's like somewhere along the way, they end up losing that passion and losing that desire. But then you have others that never forget it. They never forget their reason. I have a nurse that's been working with me for over a year now. And she's had a few down points, but she still gets right back up and she remembers her why. And despite how long it may take her to get this process going, you know, because of whatever her own personal reasons are, she's never giving up. And I see that a lot. It's like just remembering their why and having that passion and remembering why they have that passion. 
Awesome. Awesome. So for listeners who are thinking about the CNA school option or thinking about trying out something else or doing something else, uh, there's this really good book by Simon Sinek. It starts with why. I think that's the name of the book. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a YouTube video out there called It Starts With Why. And I feel like that could, should be a required read. But just to co-sign on everything you said, thank you for sharing that. So tell me a little bit more about like what goals do you have, what you'd like to accomplish with um, the CNA Startup School? Uh, within my own business? Yes. Mm-hmm. One of the bigger goals I want to achieve is definitely starting to work a little bit more with organizations. Currently, I work a lot more with individuals, and I love that. But I think that, again, I'm always looking at, okay, how many people can I touch? How many people can I uh, help And um, on a larger scale? And so I'm at the point now where I've done a really good job at being able to automate my systems to help individual, you know, more of the individuals, but I am looking to expand so that I can bridge over and, and look at organizations and help them implement that because there are a lot of organizations out here that need the employees, but they cannot find them. Or if they do find them, they're unable, you know, they feel like they're not trainable. You know, they're not, their training does not align with the company's mission or their values. And so being able to train their own employees is key. Yeah. Wow. That seems like another episode right there. Um, (laughs) Interesting. So tell me about like how, like some of your challenges, you talked about, you know, the wins that you've had, you've had multiple clients, you notice, you know, patterns among people who've been successful, you want to expand and, you know, you've gotten familiar with automation tools to make things easier. At the same time, tell us about some of the challenges that have come along the way as well. Some of the, well, I'll be honest. One of the challenges is that I want everyone to win. And then sometimes, you know, I may come in contact with clients, like I said, who just, they have the drive, but they're losing it. And me constantly like pouring into that and trying to to reignite that, but not always achieving. So that can um, sometimes be a challenge within itself because you have to learn when to let go. And I'm just not, a am a fighter. I don't like to let go, <laughs> but so I have to recognize that within myself. That's one challenge. The other challenge I would say is learning about like all of these different tools and um, online resources and understanding about marketing. I mean, I have literally had to teach myself so much in regards to marketing and the different softwares and you know what works best. And there's a lot of trial and error. And people say that all the time, but until you're actually living in it, it's like, okay, this is what they're talking about. So that has been a challenge for me too. So you know, being able to utilize what I've learned through my challenges and pass it down to my clients is what I think also helps me a lot too. Mm -hmm. And helps them a lot. You know, something that I have noticed with online marketing, I call them gurus. I should probably use another word, but people who say that they're experts is sometimes it turns out like all of their knowledge about social media marketing is all theory-based stuff that they learned in school or learned working for a company and they never actually had to put that stuff into application for themselves. And so what I've found was for myself, when I was trying to learn from these people who didn't have practical experience, I had a hard time making this work in real life. And I was, I mean, that's just the bottom line. It was like, it worked in theory, but without a team of 12, Right. It was challenging to put it into practice so I could actually get people to get on the phone and for me to talk, have conversations with them and close sales. And I love that you're sharing that you yourself had to learn and you can now shorten the learning curve. An additional bonus with working with you is you shorten the learning curve. You know, if you want to skip the trial and error and skip the figuring it out stage, 
you know, they should definitely look into your program if they feel as though their time is more valuable. Right. And we're not just talking about, you know, the paper from a paperwork standpoint. We're also talking about when you are starting to recruit students and, you know, what are your retargeting strategies for those students? How, what are your attraction strategies? Like all of those things, uh, they trickle down from what I've learned can definitely trickle down into them for them from the business aspect. Mm -hmm. All right. So tell me about some of your wins, either past, present or both. Hmm. Oh, so one huge win I was super excited about. Um, You talked about collaborating. And so I have found that collaborating within my business is huge, um, huge help. That's probably one of the things I should should have added to my challenges, though. Initially, trying to collaborate was a challenge, and then I never gave up and I continued to overcome, and now that has been some of my best wins. So there is um, a company called Pocket Nurse who I was able to collaborate with, and they are huge. It is a huge simulation and equipment supply company for uh, medical training all over the U.S., and I was actually one of the very first affiliates that they brought on for their company. So that was huge. And so everyone I work with is then, of course, previewed to a a very nice discount on any type of training supply. So that was a huge win to be able to negotiate with a large company like that. And, you know, I love some collaborations. (laughs) You know, I love it a lot. And for listeners, um, affiliate programming, in case you're not familiar with that, it's when there's a product that you already talk about to other people. You already like that. You already use it or you already heard about it and heard good things. And affiliate agreements can look look like different things. But the long and the short of it, when you mention their product, something you are already doing for free, they'll compensate you for that mention in some way. And a lot of things that we use nowadays have affiliate programs. You know that I've talked with you multiple times, but I've told you this before. But shortly after I look at like any product, I like scroll to the bottom of the page to see if they have an affiliate program. It's like, it's part of my requirements for buying because, you know, I talk about stuff and if I talk about it, they'll compensate you. So sometimes affiliate programs are online, but sometimes you can also have them created. So we just heard an example where one was sort of, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but Actually, it was created. It was created. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me about your confidence where you got the idea of creating or asking for a company to create a collaboration with you. I have confidence in myself in terms of what I can do for my clients. And so I know that it's a no brainer. I'm going to help them get a school up and running and it's a no brainer that they have to have equipment. That's a must. And so however, I can connect my clients with reputable and reputable companies as well as items that are not going to break their pockets, if you will. If I can be that bridge to connect my clients to that, then that's huge for me. And that's, again, another asset for working with me that I can provide for my clients for working with me. So I know that and I know that that's something I have to do for my clients and something that I need to connect them with. So I also know that the company needs someone, right? They need someone to get the word out. So I feel like, okay, I can definitely bridge this gap. And why would they tell me no? Like, <laughs> I love it. no, this is a win for them. I definitely identify for sure. Like before I came to the company, okay, how can I present this in a way to make them feel like this is all about them or it's good for them? Because no one wants to just do something for you for nothing. I'm just being real. So I definitely wanted to position myself in a way like, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is what I would like to do and here's how it can benefit you. And once I um, positioned it like that, 
to be honest, there was multiple, I mean, probably eight months of back and forth. And of course, I did have to follow up quite a few times where they may have, you know, not necessarily reached back out to me in a timely manner like I would have liked, but uh, because I was relentless and I didn't give up and they really did like the idea, it did end up falling through. So, or not, not falling through, but coming to fruition. Awesome. So listeners, I really, what she just said, she just pretty much gave you like the secret sauce to everything, like every business deal ever is um, definitely approaching it from the idea of what's in it for them. You may have to do some internet research to figure out why they should care about what you have to offer. Um, You might need to do some due diligence on your end, but then, you know, when you approach them or pitch them, and this can be a company, a podcast, a a virtual summit opportunity. It really doesn't matter what opportunity. Um, leading with the what's in it for them is is everything. So, yeah. and, and, and to piggyback off of what you're saying, I did my research and I found that they tapped into a lot of markets, but the nurse aid training program market was one that they had really not tapped into. Mm. So um, I was able to provide that bridge or that gap to those programs for them since A, they really didn't already have that connection. They dealt mostly with like EMT programs and nursing programs things like that. But nurse aid was not a gap they were filling currently. So that's number one. But number two is, you know, just like you said, I am showing and proving these are the uh, amount of programs I'm I'm helping get started. And I have helped in the past. Here's what their program list usually, uh, their equipment list usually looks like and, you know, doing it from a selling standpoint like that. So listeners, we talked about Again, like people wonder like how to get, you know, companies to collaborate with you. Um, Oftentimes it can give you very nice compensation for something that your clients may already need. And it's just another source of income that is relatively passive because again, it's something that your clients need anyway. And you're just saying, here, you can get this. And it's really a win-win for all involved. So think about like your best clients and your referral sources. How are people finding you? We just talked about revenue. We talked about the power of collaborations, but let's dig a little bit more. How do people find you? Some of my biggest referrals I have found come from my YouTube channel, honestly. I have a YouTube channel, like I told you, that I devoted to helping to educate others how to start nurse aid training programs. And in all honesty, I I was not looking to use it for that. As a matter of fact, I started it before I even had this consulting company. But then again, people were reaching out to me via my YouTube channel because they were finding the information there and I gave a lot of valuable information. And they're like, okay, she knows what she's talking about, you know, or they're either kind of like, confirming what they already thought they knew based upon what I was saying. And uh, that definitely in their eyes made me look like an expert. So then, which I am. And so therefore they want to work with me. So a lot, a lot of my referrals come from YouTube. And then also the power of just being awesome. (laughs) No, seriously, like the power of being awesome and giving your client your all, because what they're going to do is they're going to tell others all about you. Mm. Every time. Awesome. Yeah. Customer experience is real. Um, there are brands out there that pay more attention to it than others. And ones who really care about customer experience, you get just can see them grow like wildfire and the message spreads because we all love a wonderful experience. So tell us about like what you have coming up on your, your horizons, what's coming up on the radar for you. So having this business and, and having it do as well as it has, I've definitely been able to raise the attention of you know, some different nursing organizations and things like that. So I have been able to partner with the Georgia Nurses Association, as well as UAPRN, which is the United Advanced Practice Registered Nurses here in Georgia. And so they do an annual 
conference, a three-day conference where, you know, you come, any type of nursing conference where you come and you get your CEs and you learn about whatever it is that you need to learn that's new in the world of nursing. Well, I've been able to collaborate with them and I'll be hosting a breakout session during that conference for nurse entrepreneurship, which is huge. So I'm really, really excited about that. That'll be coming up uh, in November. What is it? October 31st through November 2nd is the conference here in Atlanta. Oh, wow. Awesome. You're hitting that. Mm -hmm. And then I took my show on the road here this summer and my last stop will be Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, which is actually next week where um, I go out and, and I do a about four hour brunch where I educate participants about the nurse aid training process very specific to their state, as well as give them a heads up on things they need to be thinking about in terms of marketing musts is what I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Marketing must, if you're going to get in business, you really need to understand what the marketing aspect looks like too. That could be a make it or break it deal for some people sometimes if they don't really know what they're getting into, you know? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I like to make sure they get that piece as well. Yes, yes, most definitely. As I always say, build it and they will come as a myth. Um, there's so many people who will make sure someone will get a website or talks about, oh, you need a website. Once you get a website, everything will be good. And that's not actually something that works in reality either. So thank you so much. So how can people learn more about you, um, people who are thinking about starting a CNA business? Yeah, where can they find you? I am everywhere, like every social media, well, I'm not going to say every, we'll say Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, you can find us as The Secret Cocktail. And it's literally exactly the way it sounds. You know, in nursing, we like to give our patients cocktails to help calm them down when they're in a moment of distress or in pain. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's where the name derived from. I am the secret cocktail. So I help you in your process of confusion and pain getting through the process of starting your own CNA school. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Victoria. And I look forward to staying in touch with you and I will be linking to everything that you have mentioned. And thanks again. Thank you, Amelia. 